0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. ...hands off to oh. Taylor. Hughes-hole.
1: He's at the 30! He's going get- to What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts Podcast. Guys, training camp is almost here. Less than two weeks till the Indianapolis Colts officially open their 2021 training camp. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot to look for in this training camp in particular. And so Derek and I are going to look and discuss our top five position battles that we are the most interested in for this 2021 Indianapolis Colts training camp. Without further ado, Derek, what is the first battle that you are very much looking forward to? I think the first
2: one that we have to look at here is the left tackle position. Was going to say wide receivers, but I think the left tackle one's a little more interesting cuz I think we can kind of uh make a quick assumption on the receivers later on into training camp, but when it comes to left tackles, you know, you have a couple different guys that are going to be battling for that spot. While Eric Fisher is on absence because of his injury, you know you brought in guys like Sam Tevy this off season. You brought in Julian Davenport, and then you drafted Will Fries in this in the later rounds. You know he's had position flexibility. You wonder if you know he can be uh, your left tackle for a couple weeks as well. Um, ultimately, I think this one is going to come down to Sam Tevy and what happens with Will Fries because. You know, I don't have a lot of confidence in Julian Davenport. Uh I know a lot of people who have, you know, been breaking down a lot of film this off season. Definitely do not have a lot of faith in Julian Davenport. So, you know, I kind of saw the film for myself too and I look at the numbers. Has played in 28 games and has given up 16 sacks. So, I I'm not necessarily uh too thrilled with that number. Um that's nearly a a half a sack every game over half a sack every game so not necessarily liking that number Sam Tevy obviously has his issues and a couple other things that you know he would need to improve on but you know for the same reason we gave Eric Fisher credit for being next to Quentin Nelson maybe Sam Tevy can get that same kind of push from a guy like Quentin Nelson as an Eric Fisher would you know, we've constantly talked about Sam Tebby just not being aggressive enough. Maybe Quentin Nelson rubs off on him for a couple weeks. Maybe he, you know, becomes more aggressive, plays a different style of football than what we're used to seeing. But that's the first position group for me.
1: I'll throw out another name that you didn't mention, and that's Will Holden. I feel like he has a legit chance also to challenge for left tackle for the first couple weeks because he was a guy that came in really in a pinch
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: rushers in the league, and he up played absolutely fantastic, I felt like, considering the situation that he was thrust into. So I think he's another name that I think... I would say a, a big dark horse candidate potentially to come and take that left tackle position. If Sam Tevi, again, we don't know. I feel like he's still fairly young in his NFL career in terms of playing experience. This last year was really his only time having a full season and being the starter. So I feel like there's potentially some untapped potential there with Tevi as well. But yeah, I kind of look at it like it could be between those two guys as well. If Holding can get back to 100% and be playing like that. But yeah, I think you're right on with Julian Davenport. I don't really think he's going to challenge for left tackle. At least you'd hope not, because I feel like that would be less of he's playing well and more of Sam Tevy and Will Holden are absolutely struggling. So yeah, I think left tackle is certainly the biggest one. Until Eric Fisher comes back, who's going to protect Carson Wentz's blindside for maybe the first month of the season? We'll see, obviously, how much he progresses there in getting back from that injury, but yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting position. What is the number two position that we are looking for here in training camp, Derek? Well, I mean, you drafted two
2: different guys to fix this position, so it's going to be the defensive end, and primarily the defensive end position on the opposite side of Quitty Pay. Now, I mean, a lot of people said, you know, he's getting a lot more time at the right defensive end position, you know, just ultimately who's going to be on the opposite end um, you know, Dio Dangbo, you drafted him to be in that spot, you know, maybe later on in the season, maybe that's a big, maybe though, you know, there's a possibility Dio may not even play at all this next season. We truly just don't know. So who is going to be the other edge rusher besides what Pei? pay? You know, you got guys like Kamoko terre who we've been you know, raving about these last few years, having the amazing potential to do something just hasn't quite lived up to it just yet. And was battling that injury for the last season and a half. You got guys like Taequann Lewis that can be flexed inside and outside. You know, he's been one of the more proven commodities for Indianapolis over the last uh, few seasons, Ben Banigu, all the athletic talent in the world. We just need to see it actually show up in practices and convert into games. And then you got guys like Al Muhammad, who was brought back, that we really haven't seen a ton of. So, you know, and then he brought in guys like Isa Rochelle and a few other guys to try and compete for this. So there's a lot of bodies here, but ultimately, who shows the most promise and the best edge rush potential to earn that spot opposite of Quiddy Pay?
1: Uh, for me, this is the number one position battle I am looking for. I don't even know if I'm going to say 100% Pay is going to be the week one starter. You just don't know. And I think that's a credit to how much talent Chris Ballard and his staff have, have accumulated over the past couple years. Now, obviously, none of these guys have risen to the occasion. So you'd hope that one of these guys will do it and real, will really separate themselves from the other crop here, the defensive ends. Right now, I feel like it's a pretty level playing field with all these guys. Like I wouldn't be surprised if if one of those second round picks is the other guy there at defensive end, or if a guy like Al-Kadeem Muhammad potentially comes in. He's had some starting experience as well. So you just don't know, man, with, with any of these guys. But there is a lot of talent, undoubtedly. There's a lot of depth at defensive end, which I think is great, which ultimately is why I feel like they're, they're going to probably try to keep some more at defensive end. But obviously, we'll see w- with how they do that. But yeah, the talent is not the question. It's just Consistency and there's just different question marks with different guys, right? Kamoko Torre is more of an injury thing with Taekwon Lewis. It's like, okay, he had a pretty good season last year. Can he even step it up even more and be a full time starter defensive end? Ben Banagoo, we already know, can he practice well? Can he even see the field and be consistent? So there's question marks around all these guys, but I don't think it's are they talented enough because they definitely are. But defensive end is undoubtedly the most interesting position, in my opinion, the one I'm looking for in training camp, because it's anyone's game right now. Whoever comes out and just absolutely kills it is going to be your starter. I don't think the culturally care who does it. They just care that it gets done. They just care that the quarterback's getting consistently pressured. And the Colts are going to use a lot of waves at defensive end, I feel like. They have different guys with different specialties. They have the guys that are more three-down guys or more run-stopping guys. They have the guys that are specifically third-down specialists, more of the speed rusher type of guys. So they have kind of a, a culmination of different talents and abilities at defensive end. So it's going to be intriguing to see which guys step up and rise to the occasion because some of these guys are getting into contract years, and it's like do or die for a few of these guys here in the last year of their contract. So defensive end, excited for that. All Mm -hmm. right, let's move on to the number three or the third position battle here that we have. What do you have, Derek? It's going to be the
2: linebacker positioning. You lost Anthony Walker, you know, your defensive captain, uh, the middle of the field guy getting everybody set up. And, you know, Darius Leonard says he's going to take over that spot now. And, not necessarily at the middle linebacker position, but being that leader and the guy that makes sure everybody's doing their roles. Now, ultimately you got Bobby Okereke on the other side. Who do you put as the third linebacker in certain packages? That's the big question here. You got guys with, na- with you got names of Zaire Franklin and you got EJ speed, you know, you got uh, Malik Jefferson and a few other guys in there as well. And Matthew Adams, you know, just a bunch of different names that, you know, have been tossed around to be middle linebacker, Sam linebacker, all these different things. And really nobody has a competitive edge over one another right now. It's anybody's position. So it'll be very interesting to see which one of them rises to the occasion uh, to see, you know, what happens. But I got to say something though, Zaire Franklin this dude on Twitter, when he gives his opinions on like music and other things like that. Oh my gosh, I'm cringing, dude. <laughs> if you, how he, this man did not have Eminem in his top 10 rappers. Like, I don't understand how <laughs> you could have that opinion, but look, man, I'm just, I'm poking fun, but you know, I just, I had to say something. Cause That that I've, that felt like a personal attack to me. So you know, he's like, I'm definitely not leaving you in charge of my music if you have Eminem in the top ten. Like, oh, geez, okay. Uh, but anyways, you know, Zaire, EJ, Matthew, you know, Malik, all these different guys. You know, some of them have chances. Just who's going to show up when when it matters?
1: Right. And say one of these guys was to go down for a game or two, who would step up? Who would be the next guy? Right. We kind of had a little bit of better of an idea. Like you just pick oh, we'd slide one of these players over to a different position and then we'd be fine. But like now the depth is a question mark. And I think, yeah, that can't go understated. Like who is going to step up at that other linebacker position? Yes, the Sam linebacker, but also who's just going to step up as a primary backup. For Darius Leonard and Bobby Okereke. So definitely agree with you there. And then let's keep going. Let's move on to the secondary. There's a couple different position battles of note here. We'll start here with the number two slash number three corner, however you want to look at it here, depending on, you know, number two outside corner or just a number three corner in general. Derek, there are a lot of guys here that we say, could potentially take this spot. I feel like that's kind of the trend here we're looking at here uh, with, with all these positions that we're talking about. You got Rocky who started a lot of games at that number two outside corner. Then the guy who replaced him, TJ Carey, got re-signed again, more the veteran guy of this group. And then you got some young guys that you think have a lot of potential, and guys like Marvell Tell, who everybody thought had a really solid, myself included, really solid rookie year. And you feel like now he took a year off because of COVID. He's now entering year number two as an NFL corner. So you think he has a lot of potential. He certainly got the size and the intangibles, but how much has he grown from his rookie season? And then you got Isaiah Rogers, who we actually just talked about. When we looked at special teams and he's got all the speed in the world, right? He's got all the athletic ability in the world. But, you know, how much is that going to translate to actually playing the NFL corner? We saw a little glimpse of it in that Buffalo game, but there's still some question marks there. Give me your thoughts on this number two outside corner position.
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot of different names. And, you know, this might be a position where the Colts play it by committee. You know, it's kind of weird to say that, but, you know, that might end up being the scenario unless one of these guys just jumps off the board in training camp. You know, you'd hope that's Rocky Sin, you know, that's why he drafted him so early in the 2019 draft to do that, but, you know, just always still some question marks on his discipline and effectiveness and certain, uh, coverages, you know, TJ Carey has some laps in effectiveness on deep routes, Marvell Tell, you have the question mark on whether or not he took a step back from missing a year of football you never know. And Isaiah Rogers, like you said, has all the athletic talent in the world. We just really haven't seen a good sample size. So, you know, really who does make that step forward? I mean, it's the same argument, but a lot of these different positions, just knowing who, who exactly is going to make the big plays and be the most consistent option. And then that would probably be the case for this.
1: Absolutely, all right. Let's move on now to the last position. We will look at the fifth and final position. That is the number three safety, kind of similar to linebacker in a way. We kind of know who the two starters will be, but the question is, all right, who's going to back them up? Who's going to be the next man up if one of these guys goes down and misses some time, or you know they need a break? Who's going to be the next guy that's going to step up? A couple guys here that that are of interest. You have George Odom, who you brought back, who's been just more of a special teams guy. He's filled in at different times. Throughout his couple of years here in Indianapolis, but nothing of, of major note. And then you have guys that you brought in, like both Sean Davis's, one from Pittsburgh, and then the other one from the draft. And then you got a guy coming back um, as well that you feel like, okay, maybe he can do some stuff as well. But yeah. Uh, Roland Milligan was his name. I'm sorry. I completely like blanked on his name. You have Roland Milligan coming back from opting out last year as well. So there's a few guys here, Derek, that could potentially take that spot. What are your thoughts here on the number three safety?
2: Yeah. I mean, from, uh, early on in the off season, I would have originally said it was George Odom, but yeah, like you said, he, he brought back. So he brought in so many different guys already. He brought in two different Sean Davises to compete for that spot. So, I mean, it all depends on, you know, which spot specifically gets targeted. I would think the Sean Davis that you drafted would probably end up being one of the first options, I would say, when it comes to the free safety backup position, because I feel that that's more of what Sean Davis is known for, for being the freelancer, the kind of guy that, you know, you can drop back into coverages and into uh, different drop packages that would help. And then if you're looking at strong safety, that's a good question. I would probably go with George Odom just right off the bat here. But of course we just don't know, you know, George Odom is still kind of uh, rehabbing that surgery that he had over the off season. So we'll see, if he gets the chance to really compete in training camp, we'll just have to see. I mean, he looks like he's pretty good now, but you know, he looks like he might still need just a little bit more time might be cutting it close going into training camp, but we'll see how that goes. But yeah, nevertheless, you developed a lot of great depth options here and guys that can play special teams as well. So I look forward to seeing what the Colts do with those backup guys and safety.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Well, that, guys, will look at our top five positions. There are some other positions of note that we didn't talk about. The backup quarterback position is an interesting one to look at. Uh, the kicker competition as well is another one of interest. But, uh, yeah, and D- Derek, you also mentioned you know the, the other wide receivers as well. That'll be an interesting battle to watch, kind of mm-hmm. who takes beyond the top four, who we kind of know, who's going to take number five and number six. That'll be an interesting battle as well. But that'll do it for our look, guys, at our – top 5 positions in no particular order for training camp, all the battles. Let's see who wins them. It's going to be an intriguing couple weeks here, pre- intriguing preseason and uh it's going to be exciting, man, to see who who steps up and who takes it. Yeah, absolutely, man. I can't wait. Less than 2 weeks. Let's get it, man. It's almost here. Football's almost, almost back. Thank goodness.
2: Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're less than we're
1: yeah, we're literally less than 2 months away. Yeah, finally people can stop fighting over random stuff in my Twitter Twitter mentions hopefully. Maybe they'll find just new stuff to fight about. Yeah,
2: maybe we can finally all just come together and play and just
1: cheer on the Colts for once. That would be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. All right. Thanks guys for tuning in. That'll do it for this one. If you're still here and you're still listening, thank you so much for all your support. Be sure to smash that like button, subscribe, all that good stuff if you're listening on audio platforms. Be sure to rate us all that good stuff. Subscribe so you know when we drop new episodes. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, go Colts.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.